welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where I interview Treasury professionals about their Treasury careers. Each and every week, I talk to them about how they've built their careers, where they are now, where they see both themselves and the Treasury profession going to next. Let's get on with the show. For this week's show, I'm joined by Stefan Albers, the Head of Treasury and Financing at About You SE. About You is one of the fastest growing e-commerce companies in Europe. As a fashion and technology corporation, their ambition is to digitalize the classic shopping stroll by creating an inspiring and personalized shopping experience on your smartphone. Well, you know, Stefan will explain this a little bit more later, but you have a range on the through about you of over three and a half thousand brands, one of the largest fashion e-tailers in Germany. But what we're going to do is kick off, we'll go back to Stefan's start within banking and then how he discovered treasury. I'm going to hand over the microphone to Stefan. Over to you, sir. Talk us through how did you first ever get started in finance? And then later on, I know you come to Treasury. Over to you. I started my career, I think that's very normal as, as a banker at Unicredit. I worked for Unicredit for yeah around 10 years as a relationship manager. I make the relations between the bank and corporates for the multi multinational corporates, namely in, in Hamburg. Yeah, that was a very interesting time where I learned the whole process in order, what is credit, how to analyze the balance sheets of the corporates and to make a deep dive, the different corporates in order to learn how they are just earning the money and what is their their business model and how can I give them the best advice in order to get the best financing in town. This in a nutshell, but this was just for around 10 years. And then there were a point in time where I just decide for myself to to make the switch to go to the to the dark side of life no just kidding um what 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 i mean when you are just working at a bank you had just a lot of regulations so you cannot act as an entrepreneur we have maybe some some rules you just have to take into consideration but when you just went to the corporate side i think you can more act that was my first experience as an entrepreneur where you can just um can, can show more more initiative in order to, to change things and to discuss also uh, fancy ideas, which is maybe uh, not so easy when you're working in a, in a bank because, as I mentioned, there are regulations, there are rules, and there are hierarchies, so sometimes your, your hands are bounded so that you cannot act like an entrepreneur. Now, Stephen, you and I were talking about before the responsibility, if you like, of a bank. What, what do you think when you, you were there and you were talking to your corporate clients, what's the key thing you think they should be doing for their clients, you know, even since those early days for you? Mainly it's, uh, it's just the, uh, the advisory, right. To, mm-hmm. to give them the best advice, how they can just finance their, their growth, or maybe how you can just um, get through a, through a restructuring. For me, I think that was just, the times are just changing. So overall, I think that this was just in the, uh, in the past. And then there come a, uh, and then there was a switch within the bank because they just want to earn more and more with, uh, with different products, right? Insurance products, other, I think, um, asset products, where I think this is, this is not the right, the right way to, to sell something which not really fits to your, uh, to your client, right? So and this, this is um, just for me something where I just said, okay, what is, what is the real job of a banker? Yes, to give, the, give them uh, an advice or just to sell, to sell a product in order to earn money or, or the highest provision, right? Mm-hmm. So and this for me comes to me to make to make a decision to say okay maybe i will just go the right way and not the left way and 
this is the, uh, the very first beginning for me, maybe to, to start my career in a, in a corporate treasury. So that otherwise, maybe I think, otherwise, maybe I think I will then maybe when I'm just take this, this step, I think I will just lead all my life in a bank, but this is luckily not the case. <laughs> well, exactly. Great. Great. You then led it on. You said you'd had that great foundation in banking. What came next? Um, next, in order to make a switch to a treasury, and as I just decided to leave the bank, a treasury was not well known in Germany. Mm. When you just go to a corporate, my time, there were a controlling area and an accounting department, but the treasury, mm. nobody knows what is treasury. Is, is there someone who's just sitting on a big bunch of money and just tried to, to protect the money against others? So that was not, was not well known. So I started, as for me, in a so-called transformation phase, right? Mm. I just ran a consulting company, which was just specialized in order to give advisory for big securities. The idea was uh, to provide a service with just independent from a bank in order to see how the banks or how a corporate can optimize the working capital throughout using an ABS transaction. So that, that was for me very, very interesting coming from a bank now working for consulting or advisory company to learn a little bit more. What does it mean acting as a corporate in a world where you have maybe just on the other side in quotation marks, the bad banks will just not provide you with money and when you when you get the money then maybe you have just to give them laterals or maybe cash in order to get a credit so that was maybe just for me a completely different switch and a complete different view how corporate has to in this world and you'd had that really good understanding of a corporate balance sheet from banking and then you sort of hand holding a bit more with them you know in this consulting phase I was just making some notes there saying you're obviously very consultative in your ethos and maybe that's come through in your treasury, which we'll talk about in a moment. But, you know, a good period for you, would you say, suggest to people that they do do consulting? Do you think it's a, a positive thing for treasury folks? You know, say if someone's early in their stage of career listening mm -hmm. to the podcast today, you, you think consulting is a good thing or? You know, what do you think? I think a good thing is when you are just working as a, as a consultant, you're learning to ask different questions. Right. So. I think maybe when you are through through your questions, you give the other party the chance uh, to think about what, what you just want to know in order to learn about the whole business model. And I think this is just key uh, for every treasurer. I think um, money is still the same. You cannot, you cannot paint the money. So money is money, right? But you have to understood where the money comes from and where the money goes. So, and I think this is just key to ask the right questions to, to understood processes. And you can act more as an advisor in order to tell, to tell your client, okay, I think this, this would be the best to use, for example, in or to make a convertible or maybe to optimize the working capital or whatever, right? So throughout this, this process, learning to ask the right questions, get an a deep knowledge how the corporate is, is just working and then you can just take a look okay how how is the treasury organized how the treasury working is this maybe just a treasury state of the art or is there just a vision within the treasury i think a treasurer you can you can just establish a treasury and then maybe then you can just say, okay, this is the job is done. But I think the job is that you are just ask every day is, is the treasury you have just in place? Is it just the best or can you just make it better? And I think we are just living in a world where everything is just changing. Like 
So there are just a lot of new approaches. There are just artificial intelligence. There are so many new products there. The world is moving, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you have a crisis or maybe you're just not a crisis. So, and this is just maybe, I think there you can see if you have just a good treasury or not, how the treasury reacts to, to crisis, how a treasury is just maybe what is, what is the vision or the strategy of the treasury. And I think this, this should be in line with the overall strategy of the corporate. And you'd had, so this experience, banking, consulting, and then you made a move into corporate. Talk us through that and what, you know, what instigated that and how come you thought actually now it's a time to be in a you know, real logistics, you know, real, you know, at the coalface. What was it like? Yeah. So I think maybe we, we, we just get an, uh, get a mandate. And so this mandate was, was coming from, from Hapag Lloyd. Through this connection, uh, I went through Lloyd, a few pure container line working in the logistics. That was just uh, the time as a lot of discussion. So, you know, Habak Lloyd belongs to the uh, to TUI and Habak Lloyd should be, be sold to, uh, to Singapore. But, but then Mr. Mr. Kühne from, from Kühne und Nagel just act as an investor so that Habak Lloyd could, could stay in Hamburg. And that was just uh, for me the first time where I can, could be part in order to, to build up a treasury. Mm. Together with my uh, colleagues, they were nothing. So in former times, when, when Hapag Lloyd needs money, they just call and to TUI and ask TUI to, to transfer some money. That's easy. But when you just have to, yeah, should be stand alone, then maybe you just have to make up your mind how you can build up, build up your, yeah, a treasury of your own. And how did you do that? What's your checklist? You know, I, I often, and you've heard this on the podcast before, certainly, <laughs> right, there you go. Desk, phone, office, off you go, you're running treasury. Um, <laughs> what, what, what was on your checklist? I think, first of all, to to get the big picture, how our pure container line is is just working. So what is what is the money need for, right? So as you, as you could imagine, so as a container line, you need a lot of container ships. And the, when you just have as a company the best and the newest ships on your your own balance sheet, I will just say the king, because you can just have, have the fastest and, and best container ships in town, and then you can make the money, right? Mm. So first of all, there was not, not, not really a checklist, just to make a big picture, what is what is just the need, and then maybe just step by step to to build up a liquidity planning to see what is what is the money you need, how much you need, are there any financing in um, come wallet, and at that time we had just this uh, shipping crisis in Germany, especially in Hamburg, as you could imagine, the banks were not so happy because mm. ship financing wasn't the flavor of the month, so you had just a lot of fracturing discussions with the bank. And overall, it was just, just a hard time where I just learned a lot of restructuring, how to negotiate with the banks. And I think that was just for me an advantage because I know how the other side may or could, could react in this special case. Yeah, that was just a hard, a tough, a tough time. But for me, maybe just time where I could maybe get a lot of experience. And then you were there for three and a half years. What... what... What prompted a move or then, and now I'm not going to say, you can you can say the name of your next company because your German accent is much better than mine. <laughs> How do you make the move? What happened? So I think some some, some audience will be laughing now. Um, I went to the BER, so to the um, famous Berlin airport. At that time, one of, one of the biggest infrastructure projects in Germany. Uh, I think that was 
from the construction period, I think uh, the longest time ever an airport needs to be at getting finished. So that takes, takes a very long time. And for me, I think the challenge was um, because I just wanted to develop myself as a leader. And so therefore I had a chance to build up treasury at the airport. I think that was just for me a challenge because on the one side, a very big infrastructure project. Mm. On the other side, maybe everybody was, was talking about the airport and make their own jokes on the airport. And so therefore that, that was a really, that was a challenge. Yeah. So that was my, my motivation to make the switch from, from the logistics to, to the airport. And was, and was it the same treasury wise? Was it very similar drivers and things like that? Is it quite a seamless thing? Oh yeah, we can do that. Uh, you know, I've done, you know, logistics now infrastructure, very similar or quite, were there big differences? I think what I mentioned before, you cannot pay money is still the same. But at the airport, I think the challenge is every time when you just connect political with economic reasons, then maybe you have a problem because there are just different expectations and different motivations. And at the Berlin airport, our stakeholders were, were just purely politicians. There were the, the Bund, there were uh, the state of Berlin and the state of and the state of Brandenburg. So, and maybe there were a mixture of political expectations and economic expectations, and everybody was just taking a look because throughout this, this very long period, they were just spent a lot of money. And this was just the money from, from everybody who is just paying tax, right? So therefore everybody takes a look and that was just sometimes very challenging to discuss economic topics with politicians because sometimes they have not the understanding about yeah, about economic stuff and how how are just uh, things working, how you just have to speak with the banks and so on and so forth. So that was maybe sometimes just pain, but I think that's that's also something, uh, just take a look now. I think it was a hard, also a tough time, but uh, for me, also the possibility to learn something about political games. Right. So I will just compare it like a house of cards, but <laughs> I think they were just a little bit different, yeah? But it was just maybe nearly the same. I just I had the chance to work together with Mr. Medon. I would just say one of our famous manager leader in Germany, because he has what I just will call charisma. Yeah. Uh, when I just uh, compare him with all the other leaders of the DAX companies, I think he was someone who can just very fix opinion and he just goes through and uh, make his opinion very, very clear and was not so very opportunistic like any other managers in Germany. So that was just for me, uh, someone where I can just learn a lot of management. Yeah. And you'd have those two industries on your CV, if you like, resume and things, and then a move to consumer goods. Quite a shift for you, would you say? Or again, talk us through that because that's been more a theme more recently. Did you choose that? You think, you know what, well, I've done infrastructure, I've done uh, logistics, you know, is, or was it just a role? I think it was just a role. At the end of the day, for me, the airport was very interesting. But for me, when you just want to work as a treasurer, for me, it is very important and focus uh, things which are really important for a company or for a corporate, right? To take care of how you can just yeah, finance the company, you have enough money and so on and so forth, uh, or cash on accounts and not discuss political stuff. So I think this is maybe you can do, but I think this is not, not the main task of a, of a treasurer. 
And can you explain you know, the company you joined? I, I've touched on it there, Nordzucker. Can you explain? Yeah, Nordzucker is, is just a pure, um, as you mentioned, just consumer good industry. And they, they produce sugar in all kinds of different rarities. For me, that was just a great chance to learn something about risk management, ethics, hedging, and uh, commodity hedging. As I started at uh, Nordzucker, everything or every process was very manually. So they would just put up uh, the phone and just discuss with the banks about the different uh, rates, forward rates, or maybe sugar futures. It was a time everything was just doing over the phone. And that was something a little bit old fashioned, but I think that was just a good chance to learn the business and uh, maybe from basic. During my time at Nordzucker, we had the chance just to make everything a little bit better, just to make yeah. everything automatically uses different uh, tools for us as a trader, as a treasurer to make our life a little bit better. And you'd move through that to so modernize there. And then more recently, you've really come up to date. You've joined, well, you were then Zalando and then your current company. Talk us through the next couple of moves. Yeah. So Zalando, that was just a great choice. Because when you work for a very long time for a very old and efficient company, I think maybe you just only look on one style of corporate. For me, it was also very interesting to work for a fast-growing company. To join Salando was for me a complete different culture as a treasurer because there were just more all the focus on entrepreneur. And they were maybe just a very agile company where you just have very low hierarchies. We worked in teams and where you can just a lot of do what you want to do. That means maybe when you have just get a, get a cool idea or a fancy idea, you can just go to your CFO and just tell him, hey, hey, guy, I have just good idea. What do you think? So that was just a completely different culture when I compare this with um, not soccer, and don't get me wrong, not soccer is uh, just a very good corporate, mm. but it's very old. It's like there are just a lot of traditions, but I think it's also good to see how big organizations are still working in nowadays, where we have maybe just where everything is just very fast. It's, uh, it's fast growing and uh, where you just have to react re uh, rapidly. Right. So maybe mm -hmm. when, when there's just coming a new impulse coming coming from the market, then you have to react. So and as a CEO, maybe you have the time and, and you can just say, okay, I will just take uh, take the time and we'll just think about, I will discuss, I will just have this meeting or that that meeting, or you just say, okay, good, come on, guys, let's 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 make a brainstorming. Let's see how we how we want to react. If there's something different, if there are just maybe uh, just another idea, can we just uh, develop it? So it's. It's just a completely different working. And as a treasurer, you can just have, there are just more, yeah, you get more more challenges which you have to solve. I think maybe in, an, in a traditional company, we get just the task as a treasurer, okay, find the best RCF you can find in the market. For a fast growing company, you just have to take a look, okay, what is really the best if they're just different other solutions. And can you explain again, I talked at the top of the show for what About You SE is. Zalando, again, we know well, we've recruited for the group and everything else. Internet commerce brand, very uh, obviously across Europe and things like that. But some of our American listeners, you know, on the West Coast, going, Zal who? What do they do? You know, they, they might not know you, so not that, know that group, and then we'll bring it more up to date. Internet so, commerce, what, what do they do? So you mean the difference between Zalando and, uh, and About You? Oh, no. What, what, who is Zalando? And then, yeah. <laughs> so I think um, the story is very cool. So Zalando starts in 2008 with uh, selling flip-flops yep. over the internet. 
So, and that were just in the time 2008, we had this, this financing crisis and uh, that was just uh, an idea yeah, from, from three guys in Berlin uh, to make something new. So to, to create a platform where you can just sell, where, where, you can, where you can buy clothes, right? So that was just that you get just a new uh, experience for buying shoes, clothes, t-shirts, fashion overall. So that was that was just the idea, and the idea was maybe um, not only to um, to sell clothes over the platform, but also to act as a service provider for for software, for for marketing, and so on and so forth. So maybe not acting as a pure retailer and not only a pure tech company. It's just in between. Yeah. Now, given so your, is, well, sorry, given your depth of experience, you'd gone in there. What was it like for you? Fast growth and lots of things happening. How did you manage that as well? I think it is it is easy when you are just working for a fast growing company. I think there there are still money or there are, there's just cash in accounts, right? Yeah. So I think the challenge is uh, when it comes to a uh, to a crisis. So and I mentioned uh, Salando was established in 2008 and they were just growing, 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 growing. Yeah. And then we got the first crisis in, uh, in Corona. And then maybe I think then uh, the job was to see how we can safeguard the liquidity. And nobody knows, is this, is this crisis something, is it good or is it bad for us, right? I think uh, we, we realized in the summer 2020 that this crisis may be something which could boost, boost our business. So... Uh, we had a boost, so everybody was just buying, sitting at, at home and buying clothes via internet, right? So, yeah. and I think that was just uh, the real challenge uh, to see how you can just uh, keep the money together and how you can, what are the sources when you just want to get more money? Because we, uh, we didn't know, okay, what, what will this crisis will do with us, with our business model. Came to the conclusion to, to start up with, an, uh, to launch a uh, convertible bond in order to, to get the money as, as cash on account, to get something maybe when we just want to acquire something that we have just enough money uh, for, for maneuver for M&A transaction like this. So that was just the main challenge in, uh, in such a crisis. And I think maybe for fast growing companies, I think maybe when you are just know that you earn money and, uh, and, and you earned money the last years and then a crisis come, I think this is just, just something where you can see if you have just a good uh, business model and, uh, and a good treasury or not. And then... Bring us up to date, you know, so your most recent role in this, as you said, so Zalando, e-commerce, online, clothes, retail and everything else. About you, similar or different or, you know, talk us through. This is com completely different. Maybe it might be the case that you, that you think, okay, it is the same, but it is, uh, but, but it is not the same because we have just a complete different approach because we are just working with, with influencer marketing. And the idea is to, to have more, to get a, to get a closer contact to the market about these influencer, right? Because they are, they are just an eye to, to our clients. They are just feeling the news. They are just feeling what will be uh, the next, what will be hip for the next month is maybe you are just wearing in the summer, I think blue jeans or maybe only a pink. So I think this is something, a complete different approach. And I think um, to, to create more an experience for, uh, for fashion. So to give an example, for me, there are just three different commerce steps. So the first step in e-commerce was 
when you just want to I uh, buy jeans in the past, you just opened Google to just want to uh, looking for for jeans for for Levi's, you find a job where you can find a Levi's and then you you buy your, your yeah. Levi's. The second step was just you were just looking for jeans and then you get three offers, maybe for for Levi's for for Wrangler and what else maybe for Polo. Right, yeah. and then you have to choice. Okay, which of uh, which of these three genes you will just choose, and, and the third approach is this is maybe what what we are just leaving is that you get a new experience. You don't know what you need, but you know that you need something fancy. You just want to, you just want to go to a party, and you need something maybe very very special. Then you come to us. You you take a look at our homepage. You take a look and to 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 our app, and you get get an, an, an inspiration, right? So the different influencer we get. So there are just football player, for example. We get models as influencer. You just as a, as a consumer, you know what is just hip and what is just the flavor of the month, mm. right? So this is this is just the difference. And what was that like for you in coming into, you know, a function like Treasury? You know, what was the Treasury like there? You joined relatively recently six or seven months ago you know what's it been like you know you walk in right show me your treasury system show me what you know <laughs> the department is like you know how did how did you put your mark on it if you like if you like for me overall it's key to take a look what is what is still there right for me it's just i make a deep dive i just want to know about uh, my my colleagues just want to know about the different systems which what is what is what is still there and then maybe i make up my mind what what should be changed or if it's something which you could could just as it is so and mm -hmm. when you are just fast fast growing you have a different focus on different things as i just joined uh, about you there was a treasury for sure mm -hmm. but at the i would just say there were just um, some some optimizations so room for optimizations and uh, for me i take uh, i take time to to learn more and more about my colleagues more about the systems and then i just try to make for me to to establish the vision to be uh, to create a treasury as a state of the art right what i mean is in former times maybe you have just this classical setup you have just the front middle or back office, right? Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. this is maybe in our times when you are just working for a tech company, so everything is just maybe automatic, right? Mm -hmm. And so therefore, I think you need this approach in front, middle, or back office. This is this is not necessary anymore. So for me, it is key to see what are the uh, what are the operational processes, what can be um, automatic, and then at the second step to see to take a look. Okay. Is there maybe just more room for, for projects, for, for treasury advisory, acting as an advisory for our different stakeholders? Mm -hmm. With yourself, you you know, we're okay, it's early days and things, but we were just talking before the show that there are some areas that you really like to sort of grab hold of and take deep dive. Working capital management, you were just talking about that, that we're going to both be at the Eurofinance conference later this year yeah. at Barcelona, that you're, you're very, why are you so passionate about that? You know, Surely it's, you know, working capital, yeah, just, you know, managing it as part of your day job, surely. When you're just within a fast-growing company and when you just take a look at, at our figures, we are just still on track, yep. but we are just not uh, reached our break-even. You just want to grow, and I think grow is not falling from heaven. You just have to invest. As you might know, uh, the time for, for the fashion industry, for... Uh, for retailers, for, for tech companies, I think maybe we were just bashed by the markets, 
course, to this second crisis after Corona. Everybody's just speaking about recession and so on and so forth. And when you just discuss investments or maybe in general financing with, with, with banks, they are just, the banks are just thinking twice how and how they can can provide money and and so therefore i think it is uh, it is key for foreign corporate to take a look if there are any alternatives right if alternatives could be for example um how you can um yeah finance your your working capital and um, and for us it's very important we need the right the right stuff on uh, on our stocks for which we can can provide our over over our platform and maybe you just have the right just have to take a look that you have just the right stuff which you can offer your your clients so therefore the question is what is about financing you can just go go to a bank ask ask them for a credit or for a supply chain finance program and uh, sometimes i think that that the banks have not the right product for us so it is market standard that uh, that our clients our supplier have to uh, or has to pay uh, for for the supply chain right and um, i don't know if this is maybe just the right approach because when you are just speaking with uh, with bigger brands i think they are not interesting yeah in order to pay for these charges the idea is how you can change it the idea is uh, maybe that that we as a corporate just pay all the costs so yeah. maybe that you can just give them maybe the the money after 10 days therefore you get a cash discount and you can just use the, the cash discount uh, in order to uh, to compensate your your costs right and so therefore the idea is to take also look for for different other products which which you can use so and we are just um talking maybe with different yeah new new approaches which are on the market maybe for example we are just uh speaking with uh, companies like Trexpay or with Cflox which are just uh, offers a, a lot of fancy products which might be very good for us and which could be maybe just completely change uh, the whole products which you maybe which you can just find actual on the market for mm. supply chain and you yourself it's an interesting one I, so I did a podcast just recently with Ara Hamam Jian, had to get that right, from Biomarin uh, Pharmaceuticals or Biomarin, actually genetics over in the US, having a really great chat with him. And he, like you, gets involved in lots of different events and is a speaker and puts his hand up and you're speaking later this year. Why do you think that's important? And what I, what I mean by that is, again, I was out in Chicago recently. And there were some people who took, oh, Mike, I just can't do it. I'm not getting up there. I've got enough on my plate and things. And not really peer-to-peer sharing. These guys are saying, no, I'm staying in my office. I'm not going to network and things. But you believe in the power of that. I know that we talked about this before and you're here today on the podcast. Why do you think that's so powerful? Why do you think that's important, if you like? I can, uh, I can learn. <laughs> what I can learn, I think maybe for me as a treasurer, I don't know everything. Therefore, for me, it is it is a good day when, when I learn a little bit more. So, and I think you can learn also maybe when you're just speaking with other people, how maybe, what is what is their view on things, how they are just uh, solve different uh, problems. Maybe you've just got this, uh, the same problem, but there are just different approaches. So therefore, for me, it's it's just key that you're just speaking with each other to see, okay, maybe what is what is a different view maybe from uh, from someone in in the UK or maybe from the from the US, maybe are there still the same problems or maybe are there any maybe what is what is what is the risk appetite of uh, US banks, for example, uh, is it just the same in Europe or maybe are there different products or whatever? So I think this is for me, yeah, key. 
Yeah, because I know that you do things with the EACT and things. And when you're talking to your peers there, what are you getting from them? Is it, are you sitting with them and just trying to see how they approach treasury or is it, are you sort of sense checking the way you approach treasury? What are you, what are you finding? It's both. I think it, it's listening yeah, and speaking, right? To looking or to discuss what is best practice. So I think maybe there are just, there could be different alternatives in order to uh, to achieve your goals. And the thing is, what is uh, what is just the best? When you have just alternatives, I think it's also a question about the costs, right? And I think uh, what I like is to discuss, okay, what, what should be the best way, right? Yeah. Or, or the optimum. Maybe there's an optimum, both ways are just good. Let's let's discuss it. Before we wrap up today, I mean, we're not going to quite, we're not quite there yet. Any other areas that you are passionate about that you think that other listeners today should be thinking about? What is for me also key when we are just talking about tre- treasuries are the uh, other people, your colleagues. I think when I'm just, what I've learned from my past is that you just, uh, the question is what what role does treasury play uh, play today? And I think uh, what I mentioned is you need a vision. Yeah. And uh, you have to uh, motivate your team. And we have just one slogan at About You. This is maybe just uh, stay, stay hungry and act as an entrepreneur because this is just a uh, great chance to to give your teammates a chance to act as an entrepreneur and give them the feeling that they are just very, very valuable. I also got the experience, maybe there were just coming new leaders, just say, this is, this is not okay, and this is bad, and you have to just make this this new, and this is not good. And I think overall, this is, this is not the right approach. I think maybe uh, the human capital is just the most valuable thing, which you have also in treasury. And uh, for us, I think it's also key the focus on international uh, teammates. So because coming coming uh, from, from 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 different cultures, it's uh, it's just it is it is very very good because you just get uh, different uh, different views on things. And maybe for me, and maybe this is just <laughs> I don't know if this is political correct, but I think different cultures have different yeah have have uh, different ways to solve a problem. Yeah. This is maybe coming coming from their uh, religious background, maybe also from the culture background. But I think this is just a very 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 valuable. And uh, as about you, we are uh, we are very very international. I think this is this is just the key. And my advice uh, is don't don't control your your teammates. Give them the, just the feeling that you are just trust them and that they are just a part a part of a very big process. Yeah. Exactly. Well, amazing show. Thank you, sir. So we'll put your LinkedIn details in the show notes. Takeaways. You know, we do this each and every week. We've done it 270 plus times. It's amazing. And the advice we've got there, we're going to summarize at some stage. But what are the takeaways for if there's someone listening today, early stage career, mid stage, later stage, what, what are the things, recommendations you might give? You know, it's a bit like a wrap up. At a, what are the things? What are the takeaways? Ask the right questions. Oh, I love it. Try to get a really deep understanding about the business model, about the company you are working for. What is what are the sources? How they are just earn the money? How the money going around? What is what is the output? I think take a look for a, for a mentor, for example, looking looking for someone who is just working for a, for a longer time in treasury. Ask him to give him maybe more insights. Yeah, stay stay hungry. <laughs> Love it. So. Show me the money, get a decent mentor, and uh, stay hungry. Lovely. They, yeah. go, they, they, they can go all go on your wall. Uh, Stefan, amazing to chat. Thank you for your time and look forward to seeing you soon. 
Thank you so much, Mike. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Hello, Treasury professionals. Before you dive into the next episode, could you please help me continue to grow the world's only global Treasury salary survey? That's right, our one. We run the results quarterly, so you know your compensation is constantly benchmarked against the market and your peer group each and every three months. It's amazing, isn't it? Just go to treasurysalary.com. Takes less than two minutes to complete, start to finish. You then gain exclusive, regular, updated access to our salary survey, keeping you ahead of the curve. The survey is an evolving, breathing entity that constantly tracks the salaries of treasury professionals on a global basis. Currently, we have over 1,100 participants taking part. By the end of 2023, I want to hit 1,500, but that's where I need your help. Please make it happen at treasurysalary.com. Thank you for being such amazing loyal listeners. Your support is incredible. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Go to treasurysalary.com. Make it 1,500 for 2023. Love you guys. Thank you.